0: How's everybody doing this morning? It got chilly outside. I'm so happy it was so warm yesterday. I know, you guys are like, Pastor Jen, stop. I know, I know. So listen, um, oh, by the way, some of you are looking at me like, wait, there's supposed to be a big announcement, and it wasn't in an announcement. We know, you'll get it, it's Okay. So listen, we are wrapping up our series today in first fruits, and, and I want to do a little bit of a recap. I don't often do that, but um, one, we've given you guys a lot of challenges. We've challenged each other over this last five weeks, and there's been a lot of celebrations, and you guys have taken a lot down deep and been emailing us and talking to us. Uh, Bridge builders groups have been having awesome conversations. The group leaders are sending me their reports. And it's really just been awesome to see what God is doing in each of our lives as we really examine our heart on first fruits. And just as a reminder, that first fruit means it's the first portion of the harvest, the firstborn of every womb. Probably what is most applicable to us today is it's the earliest the first product or result of anything we endeavor to do, right? Uh, and so we talked the first week that first fruits begin with us, right? Like we, are, we have to give ourselves to Jesus to go any further in the process. And the real question was, have we dedicated our lives to Jesus? Remembering that it is not about the rules. It is not about legalism. It is about relationships. And the, the real example of that in that week was the amazing baptism celebration where we celebrated Julie and Ricky and Ellis in their baptisms as they let the world know, hey, I am giving my life to Jesus. I am bringing my first fruits. Yeah, that's worth the celebration. Then we talked about the first fruits of our time, that our lives reflect what, they, what we follow. I got more than one email from you guys that week trying to process what all that meant. Um, And if our lives reflect reflect what we follow, then we have to look at where we spend our time. Has anybody else been tracking their screen time each week? Did y'all have any courage to look at the end of the week to see how your screen time? Nobody. Little bit? Okay, Leonard. Leonard says a little bit. Online family? Hmm, okay. But we talked about making wise choices with our time. Like Frank Uncovey said, it's not about spending time, it's about investing time. And investing our time, we need to keep with Jesus. He says, remain in me as I remain in you. And that is not a little stand by you or hang out with you, it is a locked arms, locked wrist. Keep, remain, be found in Jesus that means following him daily. And the challenge we gave was what needs to change for our time, our watches, our calendar to reflect our first fruits going to God. What is that needs to change? Then y'all, I'm just going to be honest, we had a straight up teaching on tithing when it came to income, right? Because there was just a lot and it's and there are verses that have been abused and misused or neglected and ignored all throughout scripture. And so in that we talked about the fact that bringing God the first fruits of our income is an act of obedience and worship. It's not about what's in it for us, it's an act of obedience and worship. But when we do bring God the first fruits of our income, that provides perspective, it provides protection and it provides blessing. But at the end of the day, the choice is ours. God's not going to force us like he's not going to force us to do anything. And the challenge we gave you guys that week was just to pray. Just to pray about the word that you heard and you got. We also said we were going to do a budget basics class. For some of us, we need to stop the bleeding before we get to Christmas and make it worse, right? And we had seven people come to that budget basics class. The second one is actually this Thursday night. That is a huge praise. Seven people who are like, yep, I want to handle my money God's way, and I don't want to wait till January for the Dave Ramsey course, so we're going to jump in there. If you want to still jump in that See Me After Church, we can give you the video from the first class and then um, join us this Thursday night for the second one. And then uh, Asanji brought a great word. Asanji, I know you're doing our online church this morning for us, but thank you, an awesome word. Yeah, y'all give her a round because that was her first sermon, and she nailed it. As she challenged us to get in where we fit in, right? Like God has gifted us to do something with it. And if we don't step into our God-ordained spot, then the body of Christ in the local church will not function as God intends it to function because there's something missing, right? And then last week we talked about the first fruit of placement. That was a little different because most of us don't think of where we are in our different places, in our different groups, and on our different teams as a first fruit we can bring to God. But just as God challenged Peter not just to be a fisher of men, but later on to feed his sheep and care for his sheep and care for his flock. He changed him from fisherman to shepherd. How do we shepherd all the different groups we're in? Because shepherds know their sheep. They feed their sheep. They lead their sheep, and they protect their sheep. And so we really took to heart, are we a safe place? In all the places God sets us, are we a safe place for people to come to? So today, y'all, how are you doing with all that? Y'all have been having the, don't be quiet on me. Don't be quiet on me. Y'all have been having the conversations in bridge builders groups. I know you have. I sit in a few of them and the group leaders have been talking to me. How are you doing processing all that stuff? Has it been a good, good, quiet, yes, no, maybe a little pain? Okay, all right. Well, we're just going to move on then. (laughs) But today we want to wrap up this series with some words from Jesus. I want to invite you to turn to Matthew 25. We're going to read the parable of the talents or the parable of the gold. Some of you guys are going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute. It used to say talents, and now it says gold. They're changing the meaning. No, no, no. In the first century, a talent was a form of money. And so they've just updated it to reflect because everybody was getting all confused about that. And so we're going to start out reading verses 14 and 15 of Matthew 25. You guys got your reading voices on? ready that is sad oh my gosh what happened hey bridge church how are you doing this morning? Good, morning good morning hey online family i hope you're more alive than they are in this room today do you guys have your reading voices on yes. all right all right read this with me again it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them to one he gave 5 bags of gold to another 2 bags and to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. Okay, there's just a couple things I want us to notice about that. Whose wealth was it? The master's wealth, right? It says that the master entrusted. What word is in the middle of entrusted? Trust. You see, God gives us all the things we've been talking about. Time, talent, income, position, all those things. And he doesn't give them to us for us. He entrusts us with them. And he does that each according to his ability, it said. I think sometimes we get really caught up wishing we had this gift or that gift or this talent or that talent or this checkbook or that house or this car or that job. And God says he gives each according to his ability. And so maybe he's giving you a this salary right now. And as you learn to manage it and handle it, he's going to grow it to a this salary. Or maybe he's giving you a backup voice. Or maybe he's teaching you to play an instrument. And someday he's going to make you a worship leader. Or someday he's going to make you a CEO. Or someday he's going to, but there's all these steps along the way. And just like God entrusts us with what he gives us, we have to trust God that he knows what's best for us. Amen, church? All right, let's go ahead and keep reading verses. uh, Yeah, let's read the next few verses. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Two put the money to work. It says actually right away. (laughs) And one hid the money. And I have to ask, what are we doing? I mean, those are the questions we've examined every week. What are we doing with what God has entrusted to us? What are you doing with what God has entrusted to you? Time, income, talent, placement. Take a minute. See, I don't don't get to give you these answers. You have to search your own schedules and hearts and wallets and jobs and just like I have to. What are we doing with what God has entrusted to us? And is there somewhere that we've hit a talent in the ground? Some of you have dreams in your hearts or skills or things. And you continually hold back. Because you're afraid of failure, because you're afraid of overcommitting. I don't know. For me, I was always afraid I wouldn't be good enough. I was always afraid I didn't have what it took, even though God kept saying, No, I, this thing right here, I want you to do this. I was like, God, I can't teach. I don't preach. That's not me. I, don't, I, I can't do that. I don't know what's holding you back. But I know almost everyone in this room pretty well and I know that you all serve and I would challenge you to look at the areas where you have brought God your best, where you have given your first fruits, where you have worked those talents to multiply them or those bags of gold and look at how faithful God has been in that. And where you're afraid to step forward, the same God who did all of this with what you brought him in one area of your life. That same God will give you the courage to overcome your fears or insecurities. He will open the doors where other people may be trying to close them. He will do all the things. So I want to encourage you. Don't leave that one thing hidden down in the ground. Don't leave it hidden down inside. Trust God back and watch what he does. The passage goes on to say after a long time the master of those servants returned and settled accounts for them the man who had received five bags of gold brought the other five master he said you entrusted me with five bags of gold see I have gained five more his master replied well done good and faithful servant you have been faithful with a few things so I will put you in charge of many things And he says, come and share in your master's happiness. Not just good job, you made me money. Now that you've handled this the right way and you've learned how to do that, I'm going to give you more. I'm going to advance you to the next step. I'm going to grow you because none of us should be stagnant. And by the way, I'm not just having you do this so I can be happy alone. Let me bring you into my happiness, God says. Celebrate with me, God says. It says, the man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Once again, come and share in your master's happiness. And I guess the question I have for us is if we were making those statements and filling in those blanks, God, you have entrusted me with what? See, I have what? And what does that look like in your life? What has God trusted you with? And if you stand in front of the Father today and you say, God, you have entrusted me with motherhood, this career, this marriage. You've entrusted me with my singleness. (laughs) You have entrusted me with this wealth I didn't expect to have. Or you have entrusted me with this opportunity to serve look, I have what? And whatever our answer is today, no matter how much we've done, next year our answer should be different. (laughs) Because when we use what we've got like God's given us, then he gives us more. So we should never be stagnant. Because it's growing the kingdom and God is inviting us into that joy and that happiness. We okay, church? Online family, we doing okay? It's not about guilt. It's about happiness. It's not about standing still. It's about moving forward. You ever crossed a finish line? Tell you what. This crew, for Jessica's 50th birthday, this crew went and ran the craziest, most difficult half marathon I think that exists in the country. I think what is it number two or number three? I don't know. They walked it. They crawl. I, I, I'm not even going to say who, but a few people literally crawled across the finish line. But how did it feel? Leonard how? D- did not die. Leonard did not die. He did get significant medical attention, but he did not die. <laughs> you are brave, Leonard. You are brave and courageous. It feels good to cross the finish line, and God isn't inviting us into some burden. He's inviting us to cross one finish line after the next, after the next, with Him. And that's good stuff. Read the next couple verses with me Matthew 25, 24 to 27. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, You should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. What I see in that, what I had to look hard in the mirror at this week, was that hiding my talent, whatever it is, isn't just fruitless, it's sinful. We're expected to grow what we are given. And remember, that's not just in the church, that's outside the walls. You have been given placement. Grow there. Shepherd there. This is not in there, but I just want to take a minute and thank you guys. You actually do an amazing job at the things that we have been talking about. Pastor Mary and I were um, in Dallas all week. Most of you know that at Mosaics. It's a multi-ethnic church planters conference because even 20 years after the book, church is still the most segregated hour in our nation, and it was really amazing to sit and hear. And it was great. I was there three years ago. The conference is only every three years. So I got to go before planting, before COVID, <laughs> before all the things. But the things we heard over and over and over again were not just about building a healthy multi-ethnic church, but about building a healthy church at a time when people are turning away from the church in droves and don't trust the church, were build relationships, show up in the community, share your talents with them. Don't let it be all about what's inside the building. Meet your community where they are. I almost jumped up with a hallelujah when a speaker said that, except it was in the main session, like in the big room with a thousand people, not in one of the little sessions because it's one of our foundations. Y'all know that, right? We should have got an amen. Y'all know our yeah, building blocks? Yep. I was like... Because you guys are doing it. But we need reminders because we leak, right? Like vision leaks. We have to repeat. And so I'm not trying to come down on you when I say you got to grow with what, grow what you're given because you are. But we have to continue to press into that because there's always something and there's always next. Jessica, are you heading over there? I wanna close out the last two verses. So take this bag of gold from him. So the master is talking about the lazy servant who hid his talent, who didn't grow it, who didn't do anything with it. And he says, so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags. For whoever has been given more, they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. This is a verse that has been manipulated and twisted and turned, right? So read this, whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and remember that it was the servant who was given according to his ability and instead of working with what he had, he hid it in the ground. He didn't do anything with it. That's why it got taken. Nobody deserves to have nothing and nobody deserves to have everything. If we go back to the beginning of the verse, it says God gives each one according to his gifts, according to his ability to handle it. And then every time we we work with it and bring it to God, then God gives us more and God gives us more. See, God doesn't have a ceiling. God doesn't have a glass ceiling. God doesn't have a race ceiling. God doesn't have any kind of ceiling for us. He just says, work with what I'm giving you. And as you are faithful to handle it, then bring it and I will give you more and I will give you more. But guess what? I don't care what your pedigree is. I don't care what your checkbook bank account holds. I don't care what any of those things are. If you don't work with what I'm giving you, I'm going to take it away because there are people who are hungry and ready to go, to go be in the world And be the hands and feet of Jesus. We good? You guys have been answering these questions all month long as we have been in this series, really. But as we wrap up, what I have to ask is, for us as a church, Bridge Church, what has God entrusted to us? Right? In our our time. God's entrusted time to us. You know what? To the staff, he's entrusted y'all's time. He's entrusted us to make the most of what every volunteer brings to the table and never take it for granted, to to build the kingdom with it. He's entrusted us with income that you guys have been faithful to bring into the church. And we've been faithful to put it away, first 10% out to missions because the first 10% goes out the door to take care of people. But then the building fund, faithful to put it away. He's trusted us as a church with all the gifts and talents. You guys, I said this when we did our volunteer appreciation, but I'll say it again because you guys deserve to be praised for it. Like 70, more than 70% of our congregation volunteers absolutely regularly all the time. In a lot of churches, it's 15, 20, 30, if it's good. Y'all are doing it. And he's trusted us as a church to manage that and not abuse it. He's trusted us as a church to not let everybody bring their talents just into the church. Y'all know what kind of awesome things we could do for us if we didn't have y'all out doing trunk or treat and we weren't serving all the thousands of water bottles bottles at 4th of July? Were we supposed to throw water balloons next year? Is that what just, oh never mind, we'll talk about that later, but serve water bottles. If we weren't going to help host the holiday festival for the town. If we weren't partnering with the town at all their events to serve our community, we could have all kinds of awesome stuff going on in this house for us. But that's not at all the point. We have to manage that. God has entrusted us with placement. When he called us to plant a church in Indian Head in the middle of a pandemic, as I sat in Clarity Coffee Shop. Blows my mind that he did it right next door, (laughs) right here. We are right in the center of everything that happens in Indian Head, right in the center of the town, right next to Town Hall, all the things. Do you know how many people tried to show me stuff that was down the hill, past the bank, out, like out away from the town where people from the base couldn't walk to, people from the townhouses couldn't walk to, all the people who don't have vehicles in this community couldn't just walk here if we were way down there? And he was faithful to put us right here. Two years in, can I tell you guys? Have you noticed there's a couple problems? Like, have you noticed there's a few things that we maybe are challenged with, struggling with just a tad? Y'all are so polite. You don't want to say, yeah, Pastor, I saw that. I'll just, I'll just share some. Well, one, we can't buy the theater. We're like, this is never going to be our home. This theater belongs to the town of Indian Head. And it, it's received all these grants and things like the Arts Council, right? This is their baby. Can't buy the theater. But we've maxed out our office space next door. Have you been to the Tuesday morning group when everybody's in? Well, I'm just going to leave it at that. We've maxed out our office space next door. If we're honest, there are some upgrades we need to make in here. Like for this to be a better Sunday morning experience both in the house and online. Online family, we know we need better lights. You are so faithful to hang out in the shadows with us sometimes. (laughs) We need a sound system that's a little bit better. We need to do some things. We need a larger space during the week. Because next door will not satisfy membership classes and birthing classes. Gen Gen Z is so ready to to provide free classes to the women of this community, and we we don't have the space to do it right now. And there's nothing for sale or rent in our budget that is in this part of town. There's just not. We went a few months ago, Chris Swagnon, who's on our board and the district board, he went with us because there's a church over on Mattingly. So y'all have told me about it. I know. One, it is nowhere near in our budget. Like maybe in four years it would be in our budget. But we walked through it and we prayed through it and it's just not our space. So we began to pray and ask God to help us see creative solutions. Mm. Actually, can we show, by the way, Pastor Rick is really sad that he is not able to be here this weekend, but he does have something to say to us. Would you show that video?
1: Morning, Bridge family. I really wish I could be with you guys today. I'm not sure if you've noticed lately, but we've outgrown our office space from our Tuesday morning art group to our midweek mashup on Wednesday nights, to Saturday men's group, and most definitely the Sundays when all or even most of our bridge kids are here. We've maxed out our space. What if God had more? Would you guys close your eyes for a minute and just imagine as I'm talking to you? What if we had a larger space for bridge builders groups? a designated nursery space, larger space for our kids, a specific space to hold membership classes. What if we had a space where we could hold budget basics, financial peace university, a designated space for premarital counseling, meetings and spiritual formation. Imagine the space for our future youth groups, our community support classes, and more what if it were all here on site in this building I love you guys I love serving with and beside each of you so pastor Jen what if
0: on now oh we are okay thank you how do we even imagine that y'all are like well you can't knock a wall out there's a road there and there's a parking lot there what what, what how can we even solve this problem what if as we began to pray what if we could have a greater partnership with black box What if we could have a partnership with them where we had this space three days a week instead of six hours on a Sunday? What if we could improve our lives, our service, and their lives and what they provide as a community theater by taking our building fund and investing it into improvements in this theater? Like, I don't know, a permanent sound system so that they didn't have to set up the sound booth or set everything up every single Saturday? Every single Sunday morning? What if there was a sound system that was just in a case over there that locked up that was planted and firm, yeah? What if there was an electrical upgrade so we could actually brew coffee without blowing the circuits in the entire building? How about that? Hear me. We still get coffee at Clarity After Service. Amen, church? Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm just checking, right? But... what? What if we improved that tech booth so three people could actually fit in it and you could actually see and hear and move and there was a second camera so our online family had a better experience. What if we got better lighting? Yes. Woo. <laughs> what if, because we were willing to take this three years of our building fund, and I'll give you the numbers, that's the $30,000 sitting in our building fund and $25,000 the following year, and $20,000 the following year for, for upgrades every year? What if, because we were willing to do that, Black Box Theater was willing to waive our Sunday rental fee, period? What if, because they did that, we could rent a 1,980 square foot space that sits over top of that green room that the kids go by the staircase to get to their space anyway, that has all kinds of classrooms and space and meeting rooms and facilities. What if, because we were willing to invest in improving the theater and our own experience at the same time, our rent would be freed up and we could move into that space? And what if Black Box Theater would give us three years with two more option years on us, five-year lease at that price locked in so that we could continue to grow and do what God has called us to do in this community. What do you guys think about that? Did you guys even know there's 2,000 square feet worth of space sitting upstairs? No, it's been empty for a year because Energetics who opened the Velocity Center was in there. So I want to kind of show you what's possible, but you have to know it's still full of their stuff. They moved out, but they didn't have to move out because they have the lease till the end of the year. You guys ever had like a storage unit that just got stuff? Nobody be deterred by this, okay? I really wrestled with showing y'all pictures, but I think you got to see what God has. Can we show you this? What if this big room with its wood floors would be our elementary and pre-K spaces? Yeah! By the way, that would also seat 25 adults around tables or 40 adults in chairs. Well, what if this nursery space, this, this room became a designated nursery space where our littles didn't have to trip over yeah! each other? What if this big conference room... By the way, y'all, I'm just going to give a shout-out to Energetics. They have given us the code. We actually and all our secretness had a staff day up here last Saturday where we utilized this great big conference room to plan out sermon series and do all kinds of stuff for the next 7 months what if that was available to us and that office for counseling that's actually an office for counseling by the way there's a kitchenette there's two bathrooms because we're willing to step out what do you guys think what if Black Box said, yes, we'll do that? They did. And I have one more for you, because remember how it said in the passage that if we're faithful with what he gives us, he says, well done, good servant, and he gives more. Y'all have been faithful with what God has called us to do in this community for two years. So what if, instead of having to do incremental improvements based on what we had, what if the Chesapeake District or the Wesleyan Church so believed in what we were doing That they were willing to give us a five year interest free loan so that we could do all the work in the first six months and experience all the benefits of what we were doing here and still be able to invest in our future building fund for our what's next after this. Because they did. Because they did. God called us here to remind this community that they are seen and known and loved by him and to demonstrate that by us seeing them and knowing them and loving them. Church, this is not about us. Yes, we are, the, the, Jesus says to go and make disciples and to teach them everything. Yes, we need to be discipled. Yes, we need to grow up. Yes, this provides classroom space and conference space and counseling space. But it gives us territory to reach greater, to love better, to see and know more and deeper. And so that's what our big announcement is. That's what my challenge is for us. That's what my R, I can't say my our. that's like God blew the staff away when he did this. Our board was so faithful to pray with us and lean in all the way and... God did it. So January 1st we will take ownership of this space. Yeah. We will spend a month with both spaces so that we can renovate, clean, paint, do all the things up there to prepare it before Mark and Marilyn we give them that office space next door back. But guys, the staff can't do it alone. So what can you do? And by you, I mean we. What can we do? Pray. Pray for what God is going to do. Get involved. You got spare time on your hands, there's gonna be painting, there's gonna be cleaning. You a good project manager, come see me because we don't have the capacity to do renovations here and all that up there, and all of that just with our little lead team and all their full-time jobs and all that they're doing, right? Like, so there's gonna be plenty of opportunity to put to get to work. You can consider giving a gift outside of your tithe and offering to the building fund. There's a building fund on the drop-down. I Chris, can you plug your ears and not listen since you're on the DBA? I have no intention of taking five years to pay this loan off. I do not like debt. I am debt averse. The church is debt averse. We have no interest. It's all good. But still, let's get it done. Plus, we need to do some work upstairs. Okay, Chris, you can. Oh, you already did. You were listening to me. You know how we're wired. I know. You can remain flexible. If we're renovating this space, there are going to be days when I don't even know what lights we're going to have while they redo the light system, because it won't happen Monday to Friday. There will be days where it's going to be chaotic. We're going to be in the middle of being flexible and working with it, and we're all going to be good. Amen, church? Okay, just checking. You're on camera. We have that recorded. I'm going (laughs) to... And once again, you can pray. And we can celebrate what God has done and what he's going to do. Can we just take a minute? God, we thank you. We praise you. Give him a round of applause. Shout out. Because he is faithful. Chris Wagnon, would you come up here? Hi. Hi. Thank you. I don't think that's muted maybe maybe I muted it try push the button again if it doesn't work I'm terrible at it Chris is on the district board and he's also on our local board and uh and so I've asked him one we are grateful to the district for making all of this so much easier for us to do and uh and grateful for your support and I asked if Chris would yeah I'm just going to step away
2: congratulations First off, you need to know that this is, this is God's doing because the Chesapeake District doesn't give loans. The Wesleyan Church has a bank. They give loans. It's called the Wesleyan Investment Foundation. They give loans. And they give loans at 5.5%. But Chesapeake District Because God moved that board, gave Bridge Church a loan at 0% interest, spread over five years. That's God. Now, I don't know the mind of God, because my mind's not big enough to know the mind of God. But I know the heart of God. And the heart of God is that he's generous. And he sees generosity and he sees what this church has done in two years for this community and the impact it's made in this community and how it keeps reaching outside of these walls to touch the people outside the walls. Because your hands are open, you can receive. You can't receive much like this. That's
1: right.
2: You can receive a lot like this. And I believe God is ready to give a lot to this church because... He sees a lot from this church. And I think you can't do this anymore. You're going to have to do
0: this. Come on, God.
2: You may may need a whole bucket to capture it all. Because no matter how generous you are and how fast you shovel out, God can shovel a lot more in because he's got a much bigger shovel. Amen. So we praise God and we thank God for what he's doing. See, Moses was at a crossroad, and he said, uh, God was a little ticked and told him to go. He said, God, I'm not going unless you're going with me. Where you go, I go. Where you stay, I stay. God has you staying here for now. I don't think he's going to have you stay here forever. But you're called here to reach this community, and I praise God for that. So Congratulations. But God gets the glory. Amen. 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 Let's praise him. Father God, it's with gratitude and humility that we come before you and thank you and recognize that this is about you. And this gift is from you. Everything that we have is from you. God, you just gave us 40,000 little bags of gold. Mm -hmm. What are we going to do with it? How are we going to invest it? God, you also gave us the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. God, I believe you've called us to invest in the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. And you will multiply that and multiply that and multiply that. And this little light that was set in this little spot in the middle of a pandemic will continue to shine and grow and shine and shine as long as we, as a church, and as a group of believers, go where you go and stay where you stay and are led by the Holy Spirit. So God, I challenge this congregation to go where you go, to stay where you stay, and focus as they are now, not internally, but externally reaching the lost of this community or wherever they encounter them. And, God, I know that you will bless them with many more bags of gold, much more talent, much more resources, as long as we always remember, go where you go, stay where you stay, stay within the wisdom of the Holy Spirit, and give you the credit and honor and glory that you deserve. In Jesus' name, and everybody said...
0: Amen, amen, amen. 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 Would you stand and worship with us?